real hard. <laughs> Good. On the backbeat, it's like real weird. Oh, it's a cool tune. Yeah. These guys are from Austin? I think so. I think they're yeah, from Austin. Texas. Are they? They've been around know. for a while. That would yeah, make sense, though. The lead singer's kind of older, right? Yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. He's an indie just god, basically. <laughs> they should be much bigger than they are. They should. Everyone should know Spoon. They're kind of just under the surface, yeah. you know? And we like Spoon so it's much, we, we, we uh, played that song again. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of uh, Jackman Radio. I'm your host, Mike. And I'm your host, Eric Jackman, and... Running point, as always, Mr. Aaron LaFond, La Harvest, don't call me Oswald. So good to be back, and so excited about tonight, man. Have uh, This is like a series we have going now, Mike, I feel like. With, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's like a Conan class of uh, oh, 2003. If you went 2000, between 2000 and 2008, maybe, you know, reunion series, really cool. Um, we had last week Mike McCarthy, who was uh, a couple of grades older than us, right, too? Yeah, three. Uh, he graduated in 02. Just a cool kid yeah. that you really liked. Uh, you liked his music in high school and you thought he was a cool guy. And then, of course, Alex Perkins, who joins us tonight. Thanks Hello. For, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so um, I was excited. I ran into Alex at um, Harlow's unexpectedly at Mike and Mike's gig. Yeah, yeah And, uh, you so know, fun. we just chatted and uh, told each other what was going on and mentioned the podcast. And then afterwards, I was kind of like, man, I, if he's home for a little while, we should have him come on. I'm honored. I'm so glad you asked, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah dude. It's fun yeah. having a special guest host in studio, you know. It uh, brings a different dynamic to it. So a little uh, background on Alex. Uh, we did go to high school together, and he was in uh, probably one of the biggest bands to hail, hail from Conant, yeah. Neil. <laughs> the biggest band in Conant. Yeah, yeah three-piece featuring uh, yourself, uh, Steve Iani, and Tom Cockle. Um, were uh, big, I guess, inspirations to us to make yeah. music and, and yeah, uh, the same, the same, along the same line as Mike McCarthy. You know, you guys were a couple years older, but like really fucking cool, real strong do-it-yourself yeah. attitude. Yeah, and guys, yes. we wanted to emulate that we really That's, liked. Yeah, know? just just doing it, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, people really, people, I think people really dug that, whether they liked uh, that type of music or not, and even the staff could get into it. So, yeah. um, but that you've kind of led into a career in, in music, right, and within the music industry. And, yeah. And uh, yeah. what have you been up to? Uh, I've uh, well, I I uh, I've been um, traveling as a stage manager and guitar tech, uh, and I I live in Nashville. So uh, when I'm not traveling, I'm just kind of home hanging out. I got a little uh, shop set up in my house that I've been uh, building gear, like like musical gear. And That's stuff. awesome. Like speaker yeah, cabinets cool. or what? Uh, kind of... more like. Um, you know, I'll do like pedal boards, you oh, know. pedal boards, yeah. yeah. Pedal, a so, lot of, I do a lot of woodworking stuff. I'll make pedal boards out of wood or I'll do a lot of wiring of racks, like playback racks for bands like, or like, you know, wireless guitar that's racks. Awesome. Just like really And I'm sure there's a lot stuff. of work down in Nashville for that. Like yeah. a, big, a big demand and it probably through the contacts you've already made, you're kind of able to 
to like segue that in and kind of be all connected. Yeah, it's a it's a great place. That's awesome, man. Like that. Yeah, no, I was place. I was looking today. Um, you know, I called the FBI to get information on you. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yep. No kidding. Yep. That's serious. Yeah. No, I didn't do that. The um, the LinkedIn FBI. Checked you out on LinkedIn, and uh, okay. I was just looking through some of the the fucking bands you've been with and the tours you've been on. Man, some really cool stuff. Um, yeah, the, the ones that popped out to me were Reliant K. You know, everyone, those guys are. That's a big band. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah it was great. Young guy, high energy guys, and then Owl City, uh, aka Adam Young. Yeah, and uh, that's you know, uh, Fireflies is the name of the song. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah, that was one of their songs. That, dude, that song was like number one. Now, were they on the same tour as uh, Neon Trees? I know you wrote with Neon Trees a few years ago. Uh, right? I was actually with Owl City, and uh, we were on the same tour as Neon Trees at the time. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it was they, cool. And they, Maroon 5, that was that was such a killer tour to be oh, a part definitely of. Definitely want to chat Maroon 5, man. I mean, yeah. you, you, I was looking, I was following you, checking out your, your posts on uh, Facebook, being like, where's Alex this week, you know? Where did the tour bring you this week? So you went to a whole bunch of other countries. Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, very fortunate. I've been able to, uh, uh, working for Owl City specifically, seem, they seem to do really well overseas. So I've been to so many cool countries that I really have never thought I would get to go to. It's been, yeah, it's music brought you there, you know, that's that's awesome. Man. Yeah, yeah, I guess it definitely has. It's a different side of music. It's interesting Yeah, that's... to have transitioned from more of the creative side over to this uh, more tech related tech side, and guess, nuts and or... bolts of music production yeah. production and, yeah yeah the, the, the aspect of it a lot of people don't even consider like when you go to a live show and maybe some people who play guitar or play music will glance over in the kind of underground like you know area where everything's blacked out but you got flashlights and tape everywhere and all their instruments and it's like someone has to deal with all that you know yeah there's definitely a whole other world and industry on the other side of every band that you see you know there's right there's a whole team there's a crew yeah yeah it's usually uh working for him and making it all happen yeah that's Help, all helping yeah, yeah that's awesome man so i mean describe like a typical day um out with owl city playing uh you know what's what's like the biggest crowd they play they've played some arenas right um big, yeah big uh big sporting places and shit yeah we've done um some uh we did uh we usually um we'll do if we're playing by ourselves we'll usually play you know for like a headlining gig here in the united states maybe 1500 kids or something but uh, we do a lot of like uh, opening gigs where we open, you know, or we play before other acts uh, like the Maroon Five tour. Those were, you know, some of those were tons of people, you know, like wow. fifteen thousand people in a like a stadium or an arena. Um, and we we opened for Justin Bieber in South America, which was oh, really crazy. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of believers down there. Oh man, oh, it was God. totally totally unreal. It was uh, tens of thousands of young yeah, screaming believers south of the border. Crazy crazy kids that are just so in love with with uh, you know the music and, and Justin Bieber, and uh, they were doing insane things. They um, they were like stabbing security guards with screwdrivers. Like, they were taking fences apart so they could rush hotels and like what? where Justin Bieber was at. Trying to get and, a piece of the Biebs. Yeah. You ever feel like your like personal safety was ever an issue uh, at those times in the van? You know, in the middle of the tsunami of believers. Yeah, that happened. That exact thing happened. Driving through a crowd of kids and they they can't even see in the van, but they just automatically assume that Justin Bieber's in whatever vehicle is passing through. So they just were rocking the van back and forth and Jesus. opened the windows from the outside and were just reaching in and trying to grab You're anything. Like, Look, I'm not Justin Bieber. You know? I'm not, it's <laughs> totally, not uh, yeah. It was like um, pretty, uh, pretty unreal experience. That sounds pretty surreal. <laughs> so did you did you uh, meet the Biebs at all or get to say hi to him? Never or? did. Uh, I saw him come through with his posse 
Big entourage. A couple of times, he has a huge entourage. Big, scary, yeah. like, scary football player type yeah, dudes. Yeah, totally. A bunch of security guys and, you know, some of his buds and a couple of fine ladies. Yeah. Do you think his entourage rivals the entourage of the entourage, you know, out in the Hollywood? Yeah. Mark Wahlberg, those Ari, dudes. Ari, 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 you watch that show? Probably, yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just started the movie. I never watched the show, but I started the movie, and I'm like, wow, I think I'm going to watch the show, you know? Okay. My yeah, buddy uh, had just finished the show, and my, our dad rented the fucking movie. Yeah, he like, you guys got to see Entourage. Good Entourage, it's funny. Man. Yeah. Everybody's in it. I bet it's great. I love the show. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the Beebs hysteria, you know, is... Uh, you it's know. real. I got to see it firsthand. Yeah, so that's it like, a, like a, the experience. Beatles, but it's just one. He's like the biggest thing to come from Canada since Michael J. Fox, basically. Yeah, Michael Bublé. I should say that. <laughs> Oswald Michael shaking Bublé his head. Or, or Alanis Morissette. Yeah, Michael Bublé is from out near, I believe, uh, Vancouver. Or Dave Coulier from Full House. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. David Duchovny. Or is he from Canada? I don't know. That's, uh, we'll have to fact that's check on the that fence. one. You know, Carly Rae Jepsen is from Canada, and yeah. I'm a big and, fan of her. And young Adam had the. Uh, you know, yeah, good time. good time. Yeah, everybody's what is it? Dancing's now. You know, Borat. That, that was his hit. Yeah, she uh, has a new album that's just awesome. So, Been you loving it? Love yeah, pop, so you were on the, the road with stuff. her too, and uh... Uh, not much. She did the that South America run with Justin Bieber. She was also playing. So did she do? I really, 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 really. Love no. Because this was oh that was for, oh, a couple years was ago. A couple this years was years ago. the original breakout, but, dude. Like, call me maybe. Call me maybe. Yeah. yeah right. Okay. Yeah. I see. But man, yeah, her new album with that song on it is just good. Is it good? If you're, yeah, if, you you, know, if you're at all into like straight up pop music. There's some there's some good pop that's come out recently. I think and... this is a great pop album. I really do. It's uh it's uh it's it's got that like eighties feel that's super popular oh, really? right now. Yeah, well, which is Katy Perry has a little but bit of that. Not too. in an annoying way. It's done pretty tasty. It's not like the Hollywood slowcore like uh what's her uh Lana Del Rey? It's yeah. more upbeat than that, maybe? Yeah, it's definitely more It's not more suicide upbeat. inducing. <laughs> it's more Madonna style. Oh, cool. And if we talk about pop music, man. We mentioned Neon Trees earlier. I really love a couple of their tunes, man. Um, yeah, they're Pretty much thing. anything I've heard. I love Sleeping with a Friend, uh, Animal, um, 1983 or 84, I think this yeah, song's called. Yeah, which one? Is, yeah. It's either 83 or 84. Mm -hmm. And uh, Everybody Talks. That song's well, classic. Did you yeah. get to talk to Tyler Glenn much or the band? I heard they're pretty cool. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, people. they were all super down to earth, friendly people. Um, I wasn't working for them on that tour. I was working for Owl City. Right, but it was on the same tour. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we'd we'll be around each other a lot. for Neon Trees? Uh, we opened, yeah, and then Neon that's Trees awesome. and then Maroon 5 played. It was such a cool tour. So that's, that's such a cool show to go to. I'd be done every day halfway through Neon Trees. I'd be done loading up all of our stuff into the truck. It was like super easy. So there you are. And then I got to watch half of Neon Trees set, which was awesome. And then I got to see all of Maroon 5 oh, every Maroon day. 5. And I'm such a big Maroon 5 fan. So Yeah, but, you know, dude. Adam they, Levine just kills it. Yeah, they, they, really, they, they all get, do. They're they really like good. Shit on, but like when we were in high school, man, they were blowing up. You know, This Love was their big hit in like yeah. 02, 03. Songs about Jay and that album. That album is awesome, dude. There's some great killer. songs on there. So. Yeah, man, they're all about groove and getting to see like the band like play that stuff. They're live. actually really good. Hands Fantastic all, band. Hands all over is a great album too, man. I love the, I yeah, love the songs yeah, that on was, there. Yeah, that was. They they put out some consistently great music. They do, yeah. man. Wake up call. That's a good one. People, uh, yeah, they definitely shit all over like the new Maroon Five stuff. And granted, yeah, if you listen to a new Maroon Five song, it doesn't sound like old Maroon Five. But when you see it live, though, the thing is, they like they perform it as a band, you know, right. like so. It's yeah. it brings back the all the cool stuff about yeah. Maroon 5 it's just they're such a great band I got to see them in I think 08 um, in the Hives open forum from Sweden oh, cool. that yeah, was a cool nice. show at the Garden I went with uh, I went with Laura that's right didn't you win those I won those tickets at a Bruins game 
Oh, nice, saying. man. And then I'm, you know, uh, Laura really liked Maroon 5, so I said, Laura, let's go to the show. So it was cool. So apart from the a lot of the pop music that you're kind of involved in now, what are some of your other influences, and what did you listen to growing up, and what do you still listen to that you really love? Oh, man. Um, yeah. Being in the, the, the city, the music city of the world. Yeah. Um, I guess growing up, I listened to a lot of, you know, pop punk stuff. Big major into like Blink 182 was a big band for me. Oh, yeah. And Green Day for sure, even earlier than Blink. Big Green Day fan. And um, yeah, I kind of stu- stuck to the pop punk roots, I guess. Got into some of the more emo stuff like saves the day is one of my favorite bands i guess of all time i would say love you ever listen to saves the day honestly i, I don't really i don't think i have i know yeah, i know of that kind of the same time all american niche, rejects yeah yeah about the same time kind american of, Reject, the same american line rejects too, came right? out Somewhat. sort of yeah they were more i think more underground anyways yeah it's just kind of like that emo like uh drive through records like group of bands like early november and uh starting line and it's into that stuff but then um Got into the heavy stuff for a little while, you know. I think that's kind of like the nat- natural progression of of the time. You like the pop punk stuff and like the Blink One Eight Two and Green Day, and then and then all of a sudden you find like you know the heavy hard like hardcore stuff, post hardcore screamo, screamo right? yeah, like Thursday yeah. and like yeah, um, Refused was a, such a big band for me. I was like Breaking kinda, Benjamin. Are they is that are they one of the? No, um, not really. They're yeah. more. They're more. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was in the. I guess you could call them hard. I would call them more hard rock. Hard rock, okay. Yeah, but I don't. I just never got into them a whole lot. Uh, more alternative hard rock, maybe. Um, but I liked um, more of like the more metally stuff, like Every Time I Die and The Bled, um, it's like real kind of nasty screaming kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, but then after I got out of that phase, you know, which I think I kind of shunned off all other music because I was too cool while I was listening to the heavy stuff, you know, I was like too cool for right, yeah. what was going on elsewhere. But now I, now I like, I like it all. I, ever since I've gotten um, like a music subscription service, you can just kind of listen to anything. I've just yeah. been, you know, I'll listen to whatever. It's, uh, it's really opened up. Yeah, the way we, we um, you know, great. consume our media and get our music now. I mean, think about just even when we were in high school, how different that is now, that whole process and how easy it is. Just snap your finger. Right. If a song is on your mind or if someone tells Dude, you a song, you can get it in like a second. Yeah, it's yeah, one of the many YouTube. things. I am just such a big fan of technology and what it's doing today. I mean, compared to how it used to be. Yeah, anything on demand. Like, uh, you know, with Spotify or yeah. know, Google Music, that it's you just anything you want to hear, there it is. You, if you want to hear, if you click on like in Google Music, that I, I use Google Music now. I used to do Spotify, and I've kind of switched over. And if you know, find an old song I love, and then be like, yeah, show me a radio station of songs that are similar to this, and it just like comes up with stuff that's like, man, that's exactly what I want. It's amazing. It's like yeah, you know, it's it's actually, you can read your mind. Yeah. You know, like a, really it's like a Turing test. It's like a, you know, it's, it it's a robot. Yeah, it really you is. You might yeah. like this. Yeah. They they really did you see X Machina? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we might have we, a whole thing. We have been that. fanboying about that movie for the last couple months. And who yeah, turned us on to X Machina, Mike? Aaron did. It's Aaron a Oswald great did. movie. Yeah, what an awesome movie. I mean, yeah. talking about technology and about how it's integrated into our lives and, and um, you know, with whether it's. And there's music. I mean, there's a great. I, in my opinion, the best dance scene of 2015 was in that film. Yeah, the robot. The, yeah. Him dancing with the Come robots, on, yeah. dance with her. Yeah. I, mean, I tear up this dance floor. You mean turn all day? I'm fucking turn up this dance floor. I mean, it, was the, it, was the, it, was, it really was the greatest. I'll have a few beers and just watch the, the, that scene on YouTube. 
yeah not to mention how beautiful that japanese robot is oh yeah she's great she's very beautiful i think she's japanese and swedish also the main robot in that she's swedish yeah eva she's same like it's eva it's eva what do you think do you like her He's, isn't it crazy that that fucking creepy tech, like Mark Cuban type dude in some bunker out in the fucking woods, is also the new pilot Poe Dameron in Star Wars? Yeah, he's like the, one of the new heroes. Oh. He had a breakout year, man, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, he's been around for a few years. And he's so. from he's from Guatemala. Yeah, he did um, uh, a most violent year, and uh, what was that folk movie he did? Lewin Davis. Inside Lewin Davis. I don't know Wait, if you saw. Wait, which that guy one. is this? He's in the, what? Ex Machina, ex- the uh, tech billionaire dude who brings who flies out the ginger. The main guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, goes, he wears yeah. like he's like barefoot and he wears like the sweaters with the yeah the, the hoodies. Uh, he so gets he's really drunk. So he's what else does he do? I'm he sorry. was in Inside Lewin Davis and uh, the new Star Wars. Oh, he's in the new Star Wars. That's yeah, he plays said. that yeah. pilot. Of the, did you see it? I have not. Oh. I ha- no. Um, yeah, yeah I'm not going to ruin anything for you. Give anything away. Yeah, yeah that's okay. That's cool. That that guy was a uh, was uh, a very interesting part of of Ex Machina. I felt like he really he really added to the the interesting and kind of oddness. Oh, he was so, he, Mac- he was so like Machiavellian, modern-day Frankenstein, you know, like yeah. Dr. Frankenstein, you know, kind of and, like... And you knew right away that Asian woman was not female. You knew that was a robot. We yeah, all did. Yeah, I, I, I so. suspect yeah, I something so, was yeah. up. There wasn't just a yeah, language sure. barrier. There was a fucking species barrier because right. it wasn't a human, you know? It was yeah, a robot. It was great. And, and going back to music, um, you know, tastes do change or, or evolve over time. You know, when I was younger, I, w- I had this anti-country thing going on like I hate country music I, I won't listen to it and um, I still despise bro country and uh, stupid country I, you know I guess you could call a lot of the new stuff um, but man a lot of the older stuff's great and there's there even are artists that are coming out now um, like Sturgill Simpson who I really respect and really like and he actually has a new album coming out right yeah Rolling Stone was just saying his new album's almost finished and he's just hoping to ride that wave from his first release and build off that and you know he, he's a breakout dude right just a regular dude i mean he produced that first album there for like five grand or something and it, it was just a, a grammy nominated album and it was a big hit for him but there's you know like a, a song of a bump in the last week is uh by this group called chain smokers called roses i don't know if you've heard that track i haven't is this it, country too Oh no, this isn't country. I'm sorry. This I don't is... know Sturgill Simpson. I I've heard of the name, but I have not listened to him. Yeah, he's kind of like a I don't know modern day Merle Haggard or Johnny Cash cool. or kind of a more rugged dude. You can kind picture of... him like fucking working in a factory in Canada. Yeah, or picking you know? up you know tires in a scrapyard. Yeah, or but then there. grab his guitar and play, and you're like, this guy's this guy's a star. Oh, he's the real deal, and that's why people cool. really great. He was playing like at the Paradise Rock Club just a year or two ago, and now he's doing you know big sporting places and he's blown up cool. yeah he's yeah and it's been kind of organic which is a cool thing to see you know awesome yeah i have to check it out yeah so he, he's got some great tunes and um that tune uh, uh roses by chain smokers is more of a, a synth synth kind of tune with uh, really nice ethereal female vocals so okay check that one out too yeah maybe I definitely we'll play will. it at the end of the podcast yeah uh, let's hear it yeah that's a good one aaron add in later but uh so what else is going on eric um, well, I wanted to, I, I don't know, we probably veered off topic, but I wanted to ask you like a typical day on the road. Yeah, uh, right. In one of your, with Owl City. Pro, yeah. Pro, yeah, with Owl City, like for you, you're out on tour, what's what's a typical day like? Or even the process of when the tour is announced, like then you get your schedule. How does that work? Yeah, uh, I usually um, before tour is announced, uh, management of the band will usually keep uh, all the crew and the band in the loop and they'll kind of send out updates to the projected dates of a tour you know usually three to six months beforehand depending on how i guess how it all works but um 
and then yeah and then just uh usually go out um a, depending on the tour might go out like a week early fly in somewhere hang out at a city doing pre-production which often happens in nashville with owl city and a lot of other bands that i work for before i moved to nashville i found myself spending like a week at a time there just kind of uh hanging out doing rehearsals because there's a a bunch of rehearsal spaces there and all the gear you need to rent is all there so it's a good place that la and new york you'll um and then yeah and then you usually um, either leave from that city on a bus or fly to another city and start the tour in a bus and most of the tours um, i'll do with Owl city in the united states will usually um start on you know in a bus somewhere we'll so just, you, you'll live out of a bus yeah with, the, with just one do you have one bag two bags uh duffel bunk. bag i <laughs> usually have uh yeah a big duffel bag yeah. that has all my clothes and then uh like a backpack and a and maybe like a tote bag yeah. i love bags by the way i have a lot you of brought, bags you brought one tonight oh, yeah, i'm wondering bag, what, what's in it yeah oh, this actually bag i i that's I, a tour bag i made this bag Oh, nice! Really? From uh, yeah, from canvas and and leather. Oh man, that's a cool, legit man. looking bag right there. Jesus, man. that's yeah. a diesel like like German bag, <laughs> something you'd find you know Germany would make. Yeah, it. the Germans oh, made those strong put bag. them in the Volkswagen. Yeah, I made it. I was <laughs> made it hoping that it would you know kind of last a lifetime. So I used extra heavy duty canvas and uh, some really heavy heavy. Um, Dude, it feels rain resistant too. Yeah, I waxed it, so it's got a big wax. How old is Waxed it? finish. Uh, I've had it for like four years, I guess. I wow. made this at Kyle's house. Kyle. Oh, yeah. Turgeon. Oh, yeah. 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 Cousin, oh, the, yeah. The, what we call the art house. The art the house. Yeah. yeah, art house. I missed yeah, that exactly. place, man. Yeah. What a beautiful the house. The art house was oh. a great outpost, man. Yeah, it really, really was. I'm bummed that. that Mike and I didn't live here when Turgeon had the art house going because we would have essentially been neighbors triangulated by Andy Card, who lives across the street from the inn. Oh, no so kidding. you would have had Andy, the art house, and then the Monadnock installation. <laughs> I still think it would make a great sitcom, the Neocon Next Door. Yeah. You know, the misadventures of the Jackman twins and Andy Card. They somehow become yeah. you know, friends, which become we have, friends, ironically. Which, but, yeah, we have. But Nashville, man. <laughs> I, <laughs> Nashville is a city I really want to visit. It's it's definitely... Oh, I don't know if I'll make it there this year, but... Um, Please come down. I, yeah, I, it's... I, I plan on it, man, when I can swing it. And I, I just, I've heard so many great things... Uh, uh, I, I think a mutual friend of ours lives down there, Joel Russo. I don't know if you're... Yes. Yeah, have you, have you talked to him lately or... I haven't talked to him. He um, he hit me up uh, before he moved down, but I haven't heard from him since. So I'll have to hit him up and see what's going on, see how things are going for him. Yeah, I, um, I just, I've heard it's a really cool scene down there, man. Like, the, Tell us about the, the nightlife and, and the, the food and the music and what that's all like. Cool, yeah. It's, uh, it's such a great city, and uh, I moved there kind of unknowingly. Uh, I just I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. I I think a lot of people have a misconception and maybe you know preconception of Nashville as being this like uh, super south like country country everywhere. Everyone's got cowboy boots and a right. southern accent and cowboy hats or whatever. Um, but it's not it's not really that. There's so much more going on. Um, um, there's a it's there's a lot of uh, creative. A lot of young creative people are kind of flooding the city right now for whatever reason I, I think it started to get um, certain parts started to get kind of gentrified where it kind of went through a rough rough spot in like maybe the 70s or the 80s or 90s or something like that and it's kind of been coming back around but all of a sudden it's in this hyper gear and like uh, there's uh, all these cool parts of the city that just have like a uh, you know great bars and um, great restaurants and you know there's awesome coffee shops and um, and there's a lot of great little clubs and venues. There, there's a, there's so much music going on that's, you know, a lot of indie, a lot of uh, rock and roll, a lot of, 
um, just a little bit of of everything. So much more than than uh, than than just country. It's uh, right. it's really great. It's a mixing bowl. It's like a sampling of everything that's kind of up and coming and cool and yeah. something for everybody. I guess so. Yeah. There's uh, there's a little bit for everyone. Yeah, for sure. There's uh, there's definitely a lot of industry there. There's a lot of uh, music industry and like. Uh, a lot of labels based there and there's definitely a lot of country going on for sure um, but there's a lot of um, um, you know writers a lot there's a lot of uh, people that are kind of aspiring songwriters and um, um, a lot of uh, art like artists um, we got a lot of uh, just cool like vintage shops and like people that are this is a lot of like young passionate people yeah. you know young creative kind of people and everyone kind of wants to really help each other out too which is a cool thing like it feels like really uh um just like like everyone is just kind of feels like a small community yeah so it has the industry and the power and the lure of like a big new york or in la minus the asshole shithead uh you know holier than thou attitude i would say that that yeah, doesn't exactly. exist there. yeah th yeah for sure <laughs> that's there's, awesome man there's that a lot like of a people cool coming place. from la um to to kind of to Get try it. to try to feel that out because yeah, yeah. la is kind of cutthroat and uh have you been out there i've spent a little bit of time out there on tour yeah but yeah you get a different vibe from the people right um yeah it's just a weird it's a weird and interesting interesting place it you know the west coast kind of has it's all everyone seems kind of like more laid back and like it just seems like a slower life but la has got this weird hybrid and they kind of have that going on some parts but then you know if you see the industry side of things or if you go around like Hollywood at all, you just see the quirkiest, weird things. Strange things, right? And weird people. Yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, d I dig the West Coast vibe, for sure. I'd love to... I, I mean, I can't speak... I want to visit the farthest west I've been is Denver, so... Oh, yeah. I've been out to Iowa and Denver, so cool. not totally west, but still cool. Yeah, Denver is such Denver a... Denver is a cool city. place, man. Yeah. Yeah, what like, were you doing out there? Denver, I went uh, in 2008 as a senior at Franklin Pierce... We had floor passes to the Democratic National Convention, where Obama and Biden were nominated oh, cool, to be president man. and vice president, and uh, just a cool experience for a kind of a journalism political nerd junkie that I was. So it was a really, really great opportunity to go out there and test my chops at uh, interviewing people and having an eye for interesting people that the group should interview and certain questions you should ask them. So. Right. Kind of one of the reasons they brought you is because Eric could point out a particular politician on the floor, like, "Oh, that's some obscure congressman from Ohio," uh, yeah. and Eric would know who yeah. it is. Uh, you know, that's that's a, that's Pat Leahy from Vermont, the U.S. senator who has cameos in The Dark Knight and Batman Begins. You know, and the new one really? too coming out. Yeah, yeah. big Batman, Batman fan. fan. Yeah, but I know I know him as Senator Pat Leahy on the Senate Judicial Committee. You know, frigging raising hell against the Bush administration. <laughs> so like, that's what I was out there for. But that was cool. We got some cool interviews, but. Um, yeah, it's interesting to travel to see different parts of our country that if you haven't seen them, they almost can seem like another world, you know, like another planet. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely different vibes kind of going, going on in different, different areas. Yeah, Do you have that, a favorite city that you've uh, spent some time in with the tours? Um, yeah, yeah, I got a couple. I mean, uh, Denver is one of my favorite places to be for sure. Um, it's so beautiful. You know, you can just see clean too. The rolling mountains just just beyond the city you know you look down a street and that you know it's it's framed by huge mountains like towering in the you know way off in the distance it's 
So gorgeous. Yeah, and it's also such a clean city. What a city. clean city, and their public transportation was awesome. Oh, yeah, It was clean, yeah, great. everyone was friendly, it was on time. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're definitely not in Boston, you know? We're yeah, definitely not in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's all pissed off. And oh, everyone's angry, you're yeah, on edge. The, and, the Northeast, know. I find uh, so much. You know, it's, it's funny, um, having moved down to the South, and then um, coming on, you know, on tours where, I, you know, uh, last, last year I was on a tour that started down in Florida and kind of moved its way um, up north. And uh, and man, you know, work with the local crew guys every day. We work with a bunch of local crew guys, and they they're always great. You know, especially in the South, everyone's so friendly, and like they're all like, you know, just everyone's killing it. And then as soon as I get up into like New Jersey, you know, or like, uh, mm. you know, Rhode Island, you start like getting you kind of union thugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real exactly union kind of guys that are just like yeah. You do know, you, talking back and do you like, encounter that on a tour? Like part of the job will be subbed out to a union, or it's, or it's mandatory yeah. at a facility that union get this job, even if it's like fucking stacking chairs. Don't you touch that chair? That's yeah. a union job. Don't cross that line, buddy. Yeah, you absolutely. know, I'll fucking break your legs. <laughs> doing a union coffee break, so uh, don't talk to me. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, so. That's you, so exactly. that like you'll run into some friction there because you're you're coming from like a laid back. Hey, this is great. We're working together. We're getting the job done, and then slowly, slower and slower, you run into that, and you're like, yeah. shit, bunch of union dudes. Yeah, the uh, last tour I just finished, uh, I got off tour with uh, this band, Mannheim Steamroller. It's like a Christmas... Uh, yeah, they do all the Christmas songs. They've Christmas sold songs. Like, like 35 million records. I, I was looking into them today. So yeah, yeah they've sold a lot of records. They've been Dude, around crazy. for years and years yeah. and years. Since um, 84 is when they put out their first Christmas album. They were around for years before that. So they've been doing this tour for like f- almost 40 years, I guess. Um, That's awesome. So I started doing it two years ago and... Uh, it's uh, every day we, we go into these theaters and almost every single one of them, I think we did like, I don't know, like 54 gigs um, November to December, end of December. Jeez. And um, probably, you know, probably 50, almost 50 of them were union houses. So we'd have to deal with um, union local crew guys. Um, and uh, it's my job as a stage manager to kind of... Um, yeah, take care of these guys. Make sure they're cut on time. Make sure we take the breaks, you know, on on time. And yeah. and uh, so it's been really whip, interesting. Well, uh, yeah, I get. I'm not really that kind of a, a guy. I don't really well, whip. Well, you, you do it. You do it in a, in <laughs> a position calls for it, but you do it in a humane way. Exactly. Yeah, I guess so. I try to be. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, um, it's just. Uh, it's been really interesting to see how all the different unions like because they they all kind of have different vibes yeah and i think it's kind of really uh depends on on the you know they're they all have a steward someone that kind of is the guy that makes their call the phone calls and gets you know them to the shows and tells people what their jobs are and stuff and i think it all kind of trickles down you know like they're you'll uh have a steward that's kind of like that old school union kind of guy and yeah. then everyone's just going to be trying to, you know, we, you know, they'll finish a task and they'll go hide in the corner and try to hang out with their buddies. So you have to kind of search them down and be like, hey, we got to do this. we got a lot more stuff to do. Versus there's other, uh, you know, other unions where, you know, the, the steward is like super chill and like just wanting to make sure your, t- your time there is, is great and positive so that, you know, next time you come back, you'll, you'll, you'll remember good things. And, and, uh, and then their whole crew usually is, is the same way. You know, they're all motivated and it's it's really interesting to see how work with you yeah and and uh you know going going from the south up to the north you'll definitely see a lot more 
of those, yeah, union kind of guys, like the old school guys. (laughs) As soon as you hit the Northeast, you start getting attitudes and like, you know, like, yeah, guys that are just, uh, you know, they're liking that union paycheck and they, they try to work as little as possible. You know, to make a <laughs> make that you, paycheck more. You said valuable, it, man. I, guess. That's, yeah. I don't know. You know, you know, not to totally shit on all unions, but I mean, you know, they've gotten unions have gotten too political. Yeah, they've you know, very politicized. They really stranded from uh, what their original intent and mission was. It's a know? bummer. Yeah, and it is. Some of them are it's taking a good advantage idea. of the system for sure. The, yeah, the union. Yeah, it's like anything that happens in this country. Any program that fucking runs its course a hundred years too long, you know, it ends up turning into a Frankenstein. Well, we got, uh, we got more topics we want to touch on, but we're going to take a quick yeah. break, uh, uh, and uh, we'll be right back with some more Jackman Radio. Back with uh, Alex Perkins on Jackman Radio. Super excited to have you here, man. Mount Fuji, you climb Mount Fuji, Mount Talk- Fuji dude. Yeah. Wow, we, we, during the break he was talking about we were talking about uh, Brock, who's Brock climbed Hammer. all the uh, four thousand footers in New Hampshire, and and you climb Mount Fuji. Climb Mount Fuji, yeah. Got. Oh. I kind of feel like maybe I'm getting a taste of uh, the summit fever. I read this book called uh, Into Thin Air. It's about this. Uh, I, actually, there was a, a movie that just came out that was about the book called Everest. Did you guys see Everest? I heard that was it. the movie that just came out With months, a few Gyllenhaal. months ago, right? Yeah, yeah I, I have not see seen it. it no, yet. I haven't but, seen it. Um, this book was awesome. It's about this uh, big, tr- well, this tragedy, which is not awesome, that happened on Mount uh, on um, Mount Everest in, in the 90s, where a bunch of people perished in this really crazy storm. And just, uh, you know, talking about how much of this crazy feat it is just to climb this mountain where you're putting your life at risk. Like, I think there's, like, one in ten people that climb that make it to the summit die on the way to the summit because it's not every year that people die but like it's such a high rate every time that people die because it's usually like a big storm or something or like you know so a lot of people die all at once so it makes it makes it a very dangerous place to climb and and the you know you're up so high that there's you climb through this 
this valley called they call Rainbow Valley because it's just spotted with bodies and like they're fluorescent like jackets that just Jesus, don't fade. Really? Yeah, and they're all kind of preserved because it's like way up in this cold. How could, how cold... could you get to them? You're not going to get a machine up. You're not going to get yeah, the union to go take... up there and dig them out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Some of them have been there for decades, right? Yeah, for, since like Dude, the seventies, eighties. Wow, um, and of that and shit. they 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 you know the, it's just crazy. So you, you if you're climbing the mountain, you're hiking past dead bodies if that doesn't say something to you About you know the, that's yeah. that's an insane that's an insane feat and uh just the idea just got me all excited so i i uh took a trip to denver actually colorado and did a i climbed a couple mountains in the in the uh in the rocky mountains there in the national how many, park how many feet were those uh just under 1400 okay so nice bigger than what you find here in new hampshire but yeah well monadnock's what 3200 something like that yeah. 3100 so but that's yeah so you're, you're starting there that's fucking epic dude yeah and uh what i just i love that you know you're kind of you're busting ass you know through these like kind of gnarly hikes for you know maybe hours four or five hours but like you kind of you're so rewarded like when you get to the top you feel like you're kind of on another planet often especially at those those big like 14ers where it's you're above the tree line and like it's windy and like you feel like kind of vulnerable if the weather comes in like you know, shit could go bad, and it's kind of exciting. You know, like yeah, it's, it's really, exhilarating. Yeah, it really is exhilarating. You know, and, and just the thought that like not everyone gets to see this. You know, only people that really try are gonna like see and like experience this feel. And uh, you know, Mount Monadnock is definitely a similar feel. And what's really interesting about that mountain too is, you know, it's it's definitely below, well below like the like the tree line you know where trees can grow but it feels like when you're hiking the mountain you you get above the tree line because all of a sudden they're just there are no more trees and it's all rocky and windy yeah. like right. you're on a huge mountain you know like yeah but it's it's a so it's such a that's such a fulfilling climb which i feel like i now i understand more why that's one of the most popular uh you know climb mountains in the world in the world yeah yeah right here in our freaking hometown right. literally in my backyard so, yeah exactly <laughs> we're at the base of it right now yeah we could be at the top in three hours if we started. Yeah, if a helicopter right took me up there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're working on it. Four We're working hours. on it with the paleo. Yeah. <laughs> so Mount Fuji, um, how? Jesus, how how was that? How did you prepare for that? Uh, I didn't do a whole lot of preparing. I guess I just uh, made sure I had all the right um, um, clothes and gear, um, and, you know, and and uh, and it was just amazing. I. Um, I started hiking. What well, it's traditionally it's hiked by uh, you start in the midday and you kind of take your time um, going up. And there are these like stations that you can stop at along the way. You can stop at like the you know the, these huts that they've mm -hmm. built. There's like um, well there I think there's like ten all the whole way up. But um, I started actually at the highest part that you can drive to, which is the fifth station. Um, I believe they call it. You take a bus up, and it's almost halfway up the mountain. But it's still like a five or six hour hike wow. um, to get to the summit. Um, so I started uh, kind of in the late afternoon, um, and then I I stayed over in one of the huts. You can you can like pay to sleep in one of these huts, which was such a cool experience. So nice. I hiked for like three or four hours um, toward you know towards the summit. I was like an hour or two from the top, and and then. Um, uh, I just stayed in this hut with like, you know, maybe 50 other people and they're really? all kind of sleeping on these mattresses that are like lied out and like they're kind of bunk levels. Yeah, and... it was like a Jonestown scenario. I, yeah. <laughs> like a hostel, like a Mount Fuji hostel. I guess so, yeah, wow. yeah. It's just like the floor is a mattress and you kind of, you have, you pull, just 
they have there's all these thick comforter you just get under one you, it's usually like three it's like three people per mattress they kind of stuff you in it's real small um what an interesting experience so i slept for a couple hours and then uh you're supposed to wake up at around one or two, well wherever you are you're supposed to get to the summit for like three or four in the morning so you can watch the sunset that's how most most people like to do it so i did that woke up at like one in the morning and um finished the hike and at that point it had become like single file to the summit because mm. it's gotten so popular to climb so i basically gotten this like line this queue and just like hiked up the last like Jeez. you know hour you know which would it should have been an hour ended up taking like two hours in the single file line which was really weird but it was uh it was such a a good experience to like meet like other people i met a couple other americans a couple english people that were also climbing there's just people from all around the world that are like here to climb this mountain so yeah uh yeah and then getting to the summit and seeing the sun the sunrise was really something else yeah it was really wow. it was really great Remember how many feet up that is total yeah they're up that that's also i think that's thirteen thousand something feet too i think it's not quite a 14 or so <laughs> That's wild. Isn't that so? That's thirteen thousand. That's fucking crazy. I couldn't even imagine that. And then you mentioned Mount Everest before. That's like thirty, right? Yeah, thirty, thirty-two, maybe. And and the the presidential candidate I worked for, Gary Johnson, who was governor of New Mexico, fucking climbed Mount Everest. Oh wow! No kidding, man. Yeah, with a broken foot. Wow. Yeah, with a well, he had frostbite and he he had an injury from a paragliding accident. He was in. He fell fifty feet. You know, this, this Jeez. cool guy, Gary Johnson. And he summited Everest. He climbed Mount Everest, and he was the governor of New Mexico for eight years. He runs Ironmans, marathons. Oh, yeah, uh, you well, know, he makes Tough Mudder look like badass, fucking, huh? you know, a day at the beach. He's not really well, a politician. No, no, he's, just no a, he's like a cool, he's a carpenter. He's a handyman guy. But, um, wow, what a sight that must have been in, to be at the top of Fuji and see the, the sun. It was, yeah, it was really something else. It's funny because I looked all around and... Got a couple of pictures myself, but like everybody up there is like looking at the sunset through their fucking cameras, yeah, you know, yeah. like through their How about cell with your phones. eyeballs? Yeah, look yeah. at yeah. it. Yeah, see, see Come on, bro. Eyes. Yeah, let's see it. It's funny yeah. what uh, yeah, technology the test up here. has yeah. done to people, you know. It's, right. it's a lot of benefits, right. a lot of drawbacks, too. You know? Yeah, I, I agree, man. Technology sometimes doesn't allow us to see what's right in front of us that we can see with our own two eyeballs. It's you true. Look at me with your eyeball. You know? I mean, I get there, too, though, where like commonly, you know, like, and with this camera, for instance, I bought this uh, camera because I just, I feel like my memory is so shit. And like, you know, having a cell phone in my pocket where I can record whatever is going on in front of me, I've just gotten such a kick out out of lately. You know, like at this point, I can go back, um, you know, to like 2005 and like see a bunch of photos of whatever it was I was doing, like, you know, in a particular month, say, or a particular <laughs> week, you know. Right. Ever since I've been having a cell phone on me all the time where I can just take pictures. So, it's uh it's become such a great tool for I, I feel like it's become like my secondary memory so like mm. so often if it's i'm like in a position drive. where that yeah exactly it's my backup drive because <laughs> you know my main drive fails constantly it's constantly yeah not, it does with pretty much losing all files humans. as you, know? you hit 30 and go over 30 you're like man i don't even remember half the <laughs> yeah. shit like what happened you know? that, that year i don't remember what i was exactly. doing i don't know what i had for yeah. dinner last night man. but now you know like uh, you know i'll get uh like this google photos thing so i don't mean to be like an advertisement for google but i just no, I get a kick out of the services that they're providing right. people right now and like the google photos app that they have you upload like all your photos and then it'll uh you know it comes up like uh, it'll just pop up with something that happened you know remember this day four 
years ago, and it'll show me exactly what I was doing on this day four years ago. It's always a kick, you know. It's, it's always crazy. like you have this uh, ongoing live organic timeline, you know, that's yeah, stored, for sure. and you can reference it and look at it whenever. Yeah, yeah at any point, you know, like uh, for like uh, New Year's this year, like you know. Try, I couldn't remember for the life of me what I did New Year's two years ago. So, oh, well, that's easy. Just, I can check. Just January there'll, there'll, there'll be documented proof of yeah. what I was doing. <laughs> it's, it's definitely changed, changed things for me. It's awesome to be able to pull up memories that I feel like I would have definitely just have forgotten forever. Forgotten or would have been a lot more vague. Or remember differently. Remember them differently than yeah, when you actually have a absolutely. photo to look at it and put yourself back in that mm -hmm. moment. So that's cool, man. Yeah, so yeah, I, like I said, I can relate to the people kind of. Yeah, I want to. I want to try to document everything, right? So I can remember it. But at better the same, later. At so the same time, though, you want to experience it without. Yeah, that, it, that's that. exactly. So you want to try that weird almost, that almost handicap of technology. Yeah, you know? you've got to be present. Present is the most important thing, and and yeah. you know, I know, like living too much in the future, like documenting something so you can remember it in the future is maybe kind of a conflict, but. Uh, hey, we're doing it right now with this podcast. That's, that's true. true. Just, that's we're true. Catching up and yeah. having a great convo, and you know, recording it so we can listen to it later and remember everything. And, and twenty years, we'll hear this and be like, "Wow, we were so young back then. <sighs> yeah. Things were so different." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now computers do everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like yeah. A, X Machina will be the law of the land. I'm telling you. It's you gonna, yeah, you're probably as, right. As long as those robots look as good though as those female ones did, I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how far away we are from that. Oh, well, we're probably there. You oh, know, I think the Germans have probably come up with something. <laughs> you know, they let everyone think the Japanese have it, but the Germans are fucking waiting in the wings with like something. someone from the uh, Axis has got it. <laughs> someone from the that Axis has got that technology going. I can't wait, man. I can't wait to get the chip installed in my, in my brain. So <laughs> right. Just... Yeah, when you go to the market, you don't even need to, you don't even need no, to they, deal with the... You scan your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> your, your eyes is direct linked to your fucking credit card, your debit card, your 401k, and everything. Everything else in the slush fund you have. It'll you be know? a fingerprint eventually, don't you think? Oh, Maybe? dude, there's some banks that know, ask for your like fingerprint that. now. Citizens Bank? Oh, yeah. Um, they like no wanted kidding. my fingerprint to cash a check. I was like, I went like all Alex Jones on. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, you will not have my fingerprint. Remember the Alamo. Then you'll have my DNA and you can set me up for a crime to be a patsy. You know, it's like minority report here, folks. <laughs> so I didn't do the fingerprint. But, uh, well, yeah, that's that's the volleyball man of tech versus uh, reality. You know, we're constantly, I think. Got to have, got to find the balance. You got to find the balance and we're always battling it. I guess yeah, like, Google Glass, that, that kind of tanked, right? I mean, that's one thing that didn't really catch I think on. It, I think it kind of tanked, but uh, I think, yeah. It sounds like they're trying to rework they're doing something, it. Yeah, maybe too less cumbersome. Too many Catholic priests were using it to check out the back pew, you know, during the mass. Uh, yeah. So the boy was back there for later. That's probably going to be the future, but it's just someone has to figure out how to do it the right way. And yeah. I, I think they never really quite... You know, figured out how it's to do coming. it the right way. There's no stopping it, man. It's, it's like the proverbial uh, genie in the bottle, Pandora's box, all this stuff with technology, you know. Um, but it's nice to unplug every now and again and, and just be able to have a conversation. or Like or having actually, a fire like we did last having week. Having a fire, handwriting a note to someone, you know, whatever. Um, I know I, I always, I think we've probably mentioned this a lot, I, I always uh, take note when I go out to eat, you know, everyone who's on their phone sitting at yeah. the table. I've yeah. seen some people that haven't even... The, you know, 20 minutes will go by. They hadn't said a word to each other. And they're all just collectively just scrolling through their phones. And Absolutely. I think that's one maybe adverse uh, component to the, the tech thing. That's and, one very And I worry thing. about a lot of the younger generations coming up not knowing uh, what it was like to not have an iPhone or to not have access to all this instant technology. Um, so who knows yeah, it's interesting what, what that's going to look like. You know? Yeah. I think, uh, I think, 
I, what what it comes down to is we're we're gonna we have to adapt to like what it is gonna do to a society, and I think it is definitely no doubt changing society. You know, like you said, the problem with people constantly on their phones, they're in their phone. I think technology probably is gonna shift where you know I think Google Glass was an interesting you know you know uh, you know idea of a way to get us out of you know our phones and looking down, and it's trying to put it. Right. Maybe more, you know, in your field of vision. It's just look, at least a baby step, possibly, you know. Right, but looking I, forward. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, um, it's something that, like I say, we, we there's so many benefits to technology. I, I think, uh, you know, we, we kind of just have to maybe not embrace, you know, but uh, try to try to adapt you know like it, it's it'll be really interesting to see what the new generations are like because they all have cell phones and everyone has an ipad well, and i mean they're kind of we're kind of there the man i mean we're seeing it with younger kids i, I think mean, we're definitely there negative right. and it's, people got their heads happening people right get their now. heads up their asses about most shit you know because they're, they're like this and it's funny because uh, they have access like to this great technology always been a problem i feel it, like people uh, yeah oh no what of course definitely. of course with phones yeah i mean it used to just be a text in a call, but now it's everything. But the dichotomy phone. is people have access to information quicker than ever, and they Absolutely. don't seem to be. Still, a lot of people will make excuses like they don't know what's going on in the world, or they don't know about this issue, or they don't. And it's like, well, you can go on your phone in about you know two seconds and find. It's some, very easy. Yeah. yeah, find some information out about that. It's convenient. So, I know it's like Keith Richards, man. You know, I'm not getting old. I'm evolving. <laughs> yeah. Keith oh, did you watch that documentary? That's what Keith Richards says. Yeah. So what was that? What was that documentary? Under the Influence, a documentary about Keith Richards. Really cool documentary. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Is I, it newer? Uh, yeah, it just came out. Wow. Yeah. So I'm, he looks like a third, like level mummy pharaoh buried in under a tomb in Egypt. <laughs> yeah. He blows it. Fuck He's still tearing it up, man. How he's, good is uh, he, Mike? Oh, he's great. I, I have uh, more newfound respect for Keith Richards. You know, every time I see something like Muscle Shoals or or this documentary about what him. was the underlying theme of the documentary? Just about this fucking guy's life. Yeah, his life and his influences. And basically, the Rolling Stones wanted to be, you know, bluesmen. They wanted to be. Blues guys, you know. So very and, similar to the influence the, the Black South of, like, the Beatles had. It's very same. Yeah. I mean, Muddy Waters, um, you know, uh, Buddy Rich, and or Buddy Guy. Who's who's the blues? Who's yeah, the Buddy Guy. guy. Yeah. Buddy Guy was the blues guy. Sorry, I confused the two of them. And uh, Keith Lionel, Rich, I love Lionel Richie. Well, no, this is before, before that. Yeah. And, and the Rolling Stones <laughs> and Keith Richards were, were taking these old, you know, uh, blues musicians and, and guitar players are bringing them back to England, you know, with, with their music. But they're also physically bringing them over there and putting them on TV for new audiences Whoa. to see. I meant so to say Little Richie, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, Little Richard, yeah. Little Absol Richard. Absolutely yeah. Little Richard. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Chuck, Chuck Berry. So they, they would bring these dudes over from America over to England and yeah, put them, and put them, in, them, to an, put yeah. them in the suits. Hey, you got to see these guys. Okay, yeah, you want to hear Satisfaction? you got to hear this blues guy play first. <laughs> it's just awesome. It's just a mutual respect that they had for each other. And So that was a great music documentary. If, uh, if you get a chance to check it out, it's on Netflix. So. Yeah. That is what I love about technology is net, things like Netflix. Yeah, yeah I, the information you know? they say the information age, and it really is like, you know, you can find you could you could essentially I've, everything that I learned in school that I'm still paying for today. Cool. Me know, too. Like, man. I just got a bill. And a, yeah. yeah, I could have you know I could have learned on the internet with what what I've learned at this point. How do you, you know? I feel like I've gotten really good at using Google to figure out what it, whatever it is I need to get you know figure out. I could learn. I could have learned everything for free 
on the internet. If I just had the motivation, you know, and endless the, the guidance, so like a thing yeah. to go by. Or YouTube. Yeah, they, that's what's so freaking awesome about the internet. That's anything you want to do, it's all on YouTube, man. You can find it. Yeah, you can yeah. figure out how to. You know, if you have some weird new interest that you know is just such such a weird thing. 10, 15 years ago, it was a lot more difficult because there was less stuff out there. Less you know, resources. Yeah, and you, you had to, we had to look at fucking encyclopedias. Do you remember those? <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. There was a world before Wikipedia. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube exactly. Wikipedia, Wikipedia did. Yeah. Back in my day, Wikipedia and YouTube didn't exist. We had to have physical porn mags that we'd sneak into the house. That's you know, true, yeah. Physical porn mags or watch. VHS tapes, yes. which are also which very hard. Ron hard Jeremy ends so up in all of them. Yeah, right. Yeah, Every dumpster VHS tape that's got the snow caps. All of a sudden, you see Jeremy. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh, those honey. those are the those are the positives, and those are great things about technology. And right, I love all that. I think it's great. And like you were talking about earlier with music, it's just you know it's exploded, but it's also really changed the industry. I think in a lot of ways, hasn't it? Oh yeah. The way artists Completely. can make money. Like I read, um, I forget the name of the band. It's a band that I like in in um, uh, royalties or the check that they got from it was like Pandora or something for the year. It was something like like 400 bucks or something. Yeah, you know? the new streaming services. Yeah, they, a lot of them. That's the thing right now aren't, aren't paying what a lot of artists think they should be paying. I, I know Taylor Swift like held her um, her new album from all the uh, streaming services, I think, except for like Apple. Apple oh really? Music. Yeah, she held out. Apple, I think Apple Music is kind of focused on making sure everyone gets paid a little bit better. I think that was part of their thing. Maybe I could be wrong, um, but yeah, uh, Adele, her new album, um, she kept from all the streaming services. Uh, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I think you know. Um, for a while, I was thinking, well, why fight it? Well, you know, like Taylor Swift, why? Well, it's why exposure are you too, though, for your music, which is a good thing. A exactly, yeah, tons of exposure for sure, and the ease of anyone being, you know, if there's someone's paying a subscription service, you know, like they're definitely going to be more apt to check out a new album than they would if they had to pay for a CD of it, you know, and go to a store and and buy the CD and then play it in their CD player. I don't even have a CD player. Well, that's, yeah, that's done. I mean, I, yeah, I've, we still do DVDs, but yeah, I, I haven't or, bought it. I mean, iTunes. I, you could still pay for it on iTunes, Yeah, we course, do iTunes, but... and that's great because you can do a la carte song by song, which we really like. Yeah, know. which is cool. Um, you don't have to get the whole album. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, that's a whole other thing. But, you know, I, I think since we're there, the, the music on demand, kind of like we have video on demand with Netflix, and, you know, you can kind of, everything is kind of, on demand and the technology is there so that's what everyone expects so music on demand is is here i feel like you know it's probably here to stay uh, but i i think i think the you know that's it's not that that's the problem i think it's the fact that you know they they're they've got to figure out a i think you know taylor swift and adele want 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 to figure out a way where artists can get paid properly well having all music on demand Right. I, I I don't know if that's possible. Possible. Yeah. Or how not. do you find a media, happy medium for yeah, that? Where's the right. balance with that? It's, but I, uh, I I I'm pretty positive that music on demand at the very least is is definitely here to stay. Oh yeah. No matter you know. Yeah, and it's, I think it's a good thing. How a couple? I I I mean I absolutely think it's a it's a great thing. I mean it's it's changed my life dramatically. I went through a phase where I was, you know, I felt like out of the loop with music and you you definitely have to kind of pay attention and you had to put an effort in before I did at least to figure out, you know, to find new albums that I could be all about consistently. You know, like right. before I would 
I would buy a couple CDs and I'd have maybe I would be lucky if I had two CDs that I was just loving for a couple of month period. I'd be really lucky, you know. Other than that, I felt like I listened to a lot of older stuff from previous Same years. Same here, yeah. But like now with this, uh, you know, the, with the streaming music and everything on demand, I, I have so much more music in and out of my life. Like, you know, I feel like I'm I'm so much more aware with what's going on in certain genres, whereas before it was much harder to keep up with but you know it's just it's it's great i i love how 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 you know spotify and has changed my life and having also a little like bluetooth speaker a little battery speaker oh yeah speaker yeah. go with it man it's so man, key. yeah it changes changes so your key. life you know if you could have music with you like 24 hours a day like that's the thing it's just so cool you can have it going while you're sleeping you bring it into the bathroom with you you know if you're traveling you can have it in hotels with you you can you know, yeah, you can bring it plane. to work. On, yeah, yeah. Bus, plane. Yeah, it's just, you know, when you're hanging out with friends, like at a party, you can have, you gotta you know, have your two personal playlist, yeah. that, you know, with a little speaker. Yeah, it, it's just the coolest thing. I, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, tunes are always very key. One one uh, thing, one final question I had about the, what you've been doing. Uh, what What's the late night circuit been like? I think you visited a few Letterman or Leno or Jimmy Fallon or something. What are, what are some of the experiences you've had doing that and what shows... Ah, uh, yeah. Have you that, visited? Those are those are some of my favorite things. I love getting to do those TV show spots. Um, um, uh, yeah, I I got to do Conan O'Brien last year, which has always kind of be been one of my aspirations. You know, I I dreamt, of course, of playing Conan O'Brien when I was you know a kid in right middle school and all throughout high school. His show was always like the one. You know, like he was funny and like you know, his sense of humor was was more snarky and like kind of dry i guess and yeah and he's cool more, too yeah he's you know? a cool dude he's yeah. Cool. yeah yeah and versus you know jay leno or letterman which were just always so not cool and you know like yeah parents I, generation i did like leno's comedy. monologue though i gotta admit okay yeah. i did growing up yeah michael jackson back of the news oh, again yeah. oh what else but yeah yeah leno i mean he's got his moments for sure yeah and Letterman, I mean, you know, we're, he, we're glad he's gone. I'm, yeah, he's, it was time. <laughs> Letterman did nothing for me, man. Yeah, I was never a huge. But Letterman. Conan, yeah, Conan, Conan is uh, Conan's a funny dude, man, and uh, he's from from Boston. He's Dennis, yeah, from him Boston. and Dennis Leary are first cousins. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, yeah, small world over here. So, you, so Conan, tell us about that. Uh, yeah, it was just a great. It was a great experience. I, you know, I didn't get to meet him, um, which is a bummer. Uh, but I did get to meet Aaron Paul from Breaking oh, yeah. Bad. Who oh, yeah. Science, bitch! Such, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Uh, <laughs> I was such a big fan of the show. I still am. I feel oh, like it's the best oh. TV show that's ever been made. There's nothing better. And uh, and uh, I got a kick out of it. I had to make this decision at the show. Uh, it was uh, after Conan had interviewed Aaron Paul. And uh, he was just talking to him like backstage, and I, we were me and my, the guys I was there with were really like kind of spying, and we really wanted to meet either one of them. And we had this opportunity. We're like, well, Conan's gonna walk up that way because his offices are somewhere over there, but Aaron's dr- green room is over here where we are. So, do we want to meet Conan or Aaron Paul? Do you want to meet Jesse or fucking yeah, Conan, yeah Pinkman or which Conan. was a really really, Coco. <laughs> really hard decision wow. to make. But dude, uh, in that moment, you, there and, you made and that decision. Yeah, and uh, it was awesome, man. I was so so stoked. So I was just like a little fanboy. He walked like, by and you just said, "Hey, man." Uh, you just... Yeah, mega fan. It's really honored to meet you. And he he actually stopped and talked to me and my buddies for I would say probably maybe you know four or five minutes solid. You know, he then, sat there like 
like just the nicest guy and, you get a and just with shot him? the shit with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got I did. A pick with him? Oh, that's that's awesome. Awesome. I've got a pick for the social media for sure to prove to all my friends. Yeah, I do. I do remember seeing that. Now that Mike <laughs> reminded me that, yeah, you met some cool people. I mean, Mike and I are, are are like that with the politics. We're we're photo whores. We we were photographed. <laughs> gotta be, man. With gotta be. every presidential candidate in this election except for like three. Oh wow! And there's like fucking nice, everyone and their moms running for president. There's like seventeen. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, including oh, Trump. I have a couple pictures of Trump. I had to do it. Yeah, just, hell yeah. Just, a couple just, just, <laughs> from yeah. the same experience. No, or? I met I met him two different times. Um, seen him two different times, and uh, one of them was on the Matt Lauer morning show. It was a live taping that they did at this country club here in New Hampshire, and I got invited to be in the audience with only like ninety people. So it was a small group of people during a live recording with Matt Lauer and Trump. It was pretty cool. Pretty interesting to see how the whole live TV process is done. Yeah, I bet and, that was cool. And uh, I told Mike McCarthy the story last week. There was a moment where Trump was about, you know, he wasn't that far away from me and uh, from like here to that couch. And like we locked eyes and I looked at him and he just winked at me. You know, he gave me a... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just... The wink. It's like seeing one of the Beatles, man, just completely starstruck, but not really. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, really. so, so I don't know. It's just like it's a great way to document, you know, like you said, remember your experiences meeting people because before that we would get pictures, but it would be a bigger process. So we, you know, you wouldn't be able to see it for like a few days, maybe even a week. Right. Whereas now, yeah, man, totally. like you said, dude, it's you so snap instant. that picture and you can tell right away if you like the way your hair looks. Yeah, not. exactly. You get that <laughs> yeah, trend I going. Yeah. Myself and then you throw celebrity. it up and it just, you make it trend. And it just, it just, <laughs> it just trends into the atmosphere and, uh, it's a great. That's a, the hope. It's a great memory, and uh, it's cool that you can share it with other people because New Hampshire, man, is like. So what you've had the the ability to have this fucking awesome access to all these great acts and work with them and be part of the team and then meet people like Aaron Paul here in New Hampshire. All the presidential candidates come here, and they have to do like they basically got to come to your house. They come yeah. to your house, do what's. I met Trump at a house party. These people's oh, really? house in yeah. Bedford, a private residence with okay. a big pool in the back. Yeah, they had to be wealthy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking. They were going to be yeah snobby Republicans <laughs> from Bedford, and um, it was a cool experience. So we we have that access here in New Hampshire, and Mike and I just take full advantage of it. And this is the best place to be. For, for that, it is. We really enjoy it. So yeah, I, I uh, yeah. So uh, how are we doing on time, Oswald? An hour and a half. I think we're at an hour. So. Beautiful. Oh, that's it. So, did we? <laughs> did you guys no, I'm glad we didn't. We we didn't talk about uh, making a murderer or the arm standoff in Oregon. And you know what? That's fine. Everyone else is talking you know about what? We'll it. Don't do the second half over again. We talked about <laughs> other cool shit that no one else was talking. No, you know, about. we're gonna we're gonna do a podcast. We'll do a whole special about making a murderer because we're gonna get Oswald in the mic for that. Yeah, one. Yeah, that yeah. one's trending right now. Everyone's talking about that fucking ten part documentary that brings yeah. you to. Fucking, Sorry, I can't relate yet. That brings you to Wisconsin. What's the name of the county? Montawak. Montawak County. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you didn't you didn't do it, did you? No, I didn't do it. Then but, why did you say you did it? But the scary investigator guy kinda made me think that I did it. Oh jeez. <laughs> For the love of God Okay, now it's like Minnesota. Yeah. I feel like I've seen this show already. Dude, now. it's almost like a fucking reality version of Fargo. We should do like a you live Fargo eh? companion reading of it sometime. <laughs> We'll play all the characters. Have Oswald play the trailer. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'll play the burn pit. Yeah, I'll play the fucking burn pile. But it's dark though, man. Ba basically, in a nutshell, like this, uh, you know, this uh, guy was framed for rape, and now they're saying he's been framed for a murder. And crazy, it's, it's shit. just it's just engaging a nation. 
it's everywhere. Everyone's talking about this. So well, again, that's back, interesting. Back to technology, man. We wouldn't have been able to see something that, like this play out in an incredible, chronological, well documented, well detailed uh, depiction from a video. You know, 40, 50 years ago when crimes happened, all you got was like blurry paper uh, images in the newspaper right. and a little kind of vague write-up. So yeah. you, you didn't even hear about you it. You didn't hear about mm -hmm. it. Now you can fucking see the murder weapon. You can see the fucking bed where shit happened and the burn pile where human fucking bones are and this character and that character. It's like a really... Yeah, you want to see the body here? Dude, just yeah, here we go. Yeah, yeah, you want a different angle? Oh, we like got fucking... <laughs> you want the body selfie? We got the body <laughs> selfie with the body. <laughs> Dude, seriously, it's 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 voyeuristic, man. It's really vo like you know we're all voyeurs. Well, there was that other show that was just on Netflix, I think, too. It was a documentary and maybe four parts. I did not see the it. The Jinx. The Jinx. Yeah. Oh man, big yeah. Jinx Were disciples that... right here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Of course. That that would, what, what did Oswald say about him, Mike? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd move in. Have him move in. Yeah, I'd be roommates with him. Clean him up a bit. This is a guy we know that's like a fucking killer and like a psychopath. Thrice killed. He's got like two hundred million dollars though. Like, this is the guy you know. This is the dude who's the subject of the, the jinx. In the show, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, we don't know him. Aaron would yeah. just Unfortunately, say, Aaron doesn't know him yeah. personally. Aaron would be like, yeah, I want him to move in. I want to be like roommates with him, you know. Just really <laughs> love the genius stuff like that that Oswald <laughs> comes up with. And um, the Durst family in New York City were big developers. Like, kind of... Durst. Durst. Right. Not Robert totally Durst. at the level of the Trumps, but like, but fucking... They, a couple they got their own skyscrapers, Yeah, man. they were up there. So, big money. And money comes into play with this one, too, making a murderer. Um, oh. So, yes. Follow the money, basically. We're not even going to get into it, but so good. that'll be another episode. But uh, we've had such a great time talking to you tonight, Alex. Thank you. Yeah, so, sorry I mean, if I just blabbed. That's no, so you're the guest host. I mean, the idea is to have you do most of the talking. Yeah, because we always we yeah, always I I hear, people hear us blow wind every week. You don't hear that anymore. And um, I mean, before we close, I me, mean, what's next for you? What's what's next? Uh, next, there? hanging out. You know, hanging out. This is a slow time of the year, so I'm going back to Nashville. Probably be doing stuff in the shop. Nice. So I'm excited to spend some time. It's been I've been been gone for. Like three months straight. You're getting so. the pedal board thing going, right? Yeah. Is that what you're going to focus yeah. on? Yeah, do some pedal boards and uh, I got some like uh, playback tracks to build, you know, some racks. That's cool, man. So, yeah, just getting uh, down and dirty in the shop, which is great. I, I love it out there. That's great, man. Yeah. Got to ask. I'm a huge John Mayer fan. Any connections to John Mayer? Uh, no Nashville? connections. Because no. it's kind of where he went to get his big uh, break going. Yeah. He quit I, Berkeley and he went. I've heard more stories about him around here. And uh, I, I don't I don't think I heard anything about him in being in Nashville. Nashville? Really? But, yeah, he went to he's Berkeley from Connecticut for a while. So, yeah, yeah he, he's from Connecticut originally. Then he went to Berkeley. And then he him and a guy named, I think, Clay Cook, who was in Zach Brown Band. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, initially were right. like a pair. They played coffee houses and shit. And they were in Georgia for a while. And then they, you know... They moved down there, and they made. We all know about John Mayer now. Well, he's all. He's all. Wasn't he in New York for a while? Or was uh, he? Yeah, he's got a house. He, I think he's got a house in New York. But then he, he moved to Montana because he got tired of it. He LA, went country. Right, yeah. right, right. He went western. Yeah, he went country. He went full Neil Young, like on everyone, and grew his hair long. And has but, he put out any music recently? Um, no, his last album was. Um, was years ago, probably. Right? Uh, yeah, twenty thirteen. Yeah, twenty thirteen. Years ago. All right. And then before that, it was. Um, uh, born and Raised, which was like kind of a more laid-back twangy, kind of bluesy. Yeah, right. so I think he, he bought that big piece of land and ranch and moved out to Montana to get away from uh, all the horse shit and the, the paparazzi and like the the. Yeah. He didn't like the creation he became in Hollywood. You know, everyone associates John Mayer with just a fucking douchebag, like full of himself. You know, yeah, obviously really talented, but. Well, I think he is. That's the thing. I think he's probably a little 
full of himself, but he is. I'm okay with it because he's like he slays it. He's mega guitar, talented, man. He's, like he's such a, hell of, a great frontman. Yeah, he's a hell of a guitarist, and he's been playing with um, the Dead and Company. This thing that that's he formed right. with the yeah, dudes from the okay. Grateful Dead, and, and he that. hinted that they're going to be touring this year. That's, so that's, that's cool. cool. He'll do that and, and get to live that because I, you know, you know, they're a big influence on him, I guess. But um, hopefully, he'll really go back and release some new music soon, if not yeah, this year, next year. Made some great pop. Yeah, I, I, sure. I love John Mayer. I'll, I'll always, uh, I'll never deny it, <laughs> and I get a lot Likewise. of shit for it. I get yeah. shit for it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. And yeah. Coldplay. From who? Yeah. Uh, uh, people you know, who don't get it. Co- co-workers, <laughs> you know, uh, mach- macho like fucking sports dudes. Yeah, that's like thing, sports yeah. retards. They couldn't understand the flow of a Mayer song and like how catchy it is. And yeah, I think people automatically dismiss all pop. You know, especially like alternative people. They're like, man, I don't like that pop shit. That right. shit's too yeah. polished. Then when no man. one's looking, they listen to it. Oh yeah, yeah, they're freaking, like, yeah, they're singing in the shower. That's how, yeah, it. that's how I was for a little while. You know, when I was into the hardcore, I was like, yeah, fuck that. I'm too hard for that shit. I'm so hard, but like, man. <laughs> so hard, yeah. Totally hard. But oh, uh, really, awesome. I'm actually soft. I like the pop. Dude, me too. I'm a softy. You know, I, I love all that. I love all that stuff. Give me a good friggin' melody and some groove. So you, that's what I want. Exactly. So you're gonna be in the shop. You're gonna kind of be working on that. And then, is there maybe a tour that you're gonna get back on? Yeah, in the spring? nothing as of right now. But the spring is usually when things start to pick up. Yeah. So sometimes I won't know what I'm doing until a month before, or even a week before. Sometimes. Right. So. But you'll be ready to go. I'm. Yeah, I'll be ready. That you know, this is uh, this is this is my time to lay low. I'm excited cool. about it. It's gonna be cool to. Uh, to chill at the house. Do you yeah. have a uh, website or a page for your uh, b- business, for the shop? Yeah, or, I got a page that's uh, alexperkinsbuilds.com. Alexperkinsbuilds.com. Yeah, it's just kind of like a, more or less like a digital portfolio, I guess, of like some of the stuff that I build or work on. Cool. Nice. We'll yeah. check that out. Everyone be sure to check that out. Well, Alex, dude, thanks so much for joining us, man. This is Yeah, thanks this for been having me again. This I'm has glad, been a I'm blast. glad we could connect and you came by and... Uh, just great to hear about what you've been up to, man. Very fascinating stuff. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah, thanks really, for having me, guys. Really I'm happy for you, man. I'm, I'm happy for you guys in this yeah. freaking rad podcast. This it's, is it's so a lot cool. of fun. It's I cool. F- I feel grateful to be a part of a podcast because I yeah. listen to them. So hey, it's, cool. it's it's a fun thing to do. It's a great way to connect and uh, you know keep people uh, up to date on things. So, folks, thank you for listening. Another episode of Jackman Radio. You can find us on iTunes at Jackman Radio, on Facebook at Jackman Radio, and Twitter. And, of course, our Podbean website, jackmanradio.podbean.com. Thank you very much for listening, and have a good night. Take it slow, but it's not typical. He already knows that my love is fire. His heart was a stone, but then his hands wrong. I turned him to gold, and it took him
Sweet little 